What's up? It's First and Tim with DGen. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on golf and football. That's it. This is the college football show, the fastest-growing show on my channel. So welcome. You actually are a new guy. You probably have heard, hey, there's this one guy that makes college football content for the 12 of us sweaty bastards that like it. That's me. That's me. And I, uh, I'm pretty good at it. And uh, I'm a little bit more entertaining because the college football DFS scene is it's tough. It's real tough, Bob. So anyways, uh, let's get going. Right? I'm not going to waste a lot of time. You can see my schedule right here. I do golf. I do NFL football. And of course, every Friday, I do this show right here. First and 10 with DGen. So thanks for being here. Uh, some betting lines. Here it is from last week. Or uh, uh, Wait, shit. That's this week. Here we go. Let's go look at how I did last week. Uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yes, I say it like that. I, I somebody always says something. It's it's not. It's Clemson. It's Clemson. All right. I live in Oklahoma. I'll say it how the hell I want. They're not as good as I thought. Or Syracuse is better. Uh, one of the two. Or maybe both. Shit. I don't know. But definitely that one did not hit. So a nice zero and one start to start out last week. But I told you I loved LSU to spank the shit out of Ole Miss, and they didn't let me down. Go Tigers! Roar! Um, so that got us to one and one. This was my absolute favorite bet. I told you to money line bet Oklahoma State last week. Um, that was my biggest bet and a money line bet. I said, fuck the points. They're just going to beat Texas because, you know, there's this thing called Texas fucking sucks. And uh, that one, you know, even ooh, the, the quarterbacks hurt. I, you could have played. Uh, OSU could have put a blind dude out there in a wheelchair and they would have beat Texas. They just own them. I live in this. I live in this area. I'm Oklahoma State alumni. I know this. I know these things. Easiest win ever. So that right there, I could have lost every other bet. When I, you money line bet and you get plus 250 on Oklahoma State, um, you're cleaning up. You're cleaning up. So that one hit. Uh, I told you uh, I always bet against Texas A&M. It's just so easy. They suck. You can't you can't buy wins, you mother father. So uh, that that made us three and one. And then Kansas State. I money line bet Kansas State, and they're up 28-10 in the second quarter, and I'm just patting myself on the back about, oh, look how smart old DGen is. I got this college football betting figured out. And then they didn't score again, and TCU reeled off 28 in a row and kind of whooped their ass. So didn't hit that one. So overall, 3-2, and two, but really a much better week than that as I money line bet Oklahoma State, and that really was like, you know, more that that's basically like picking two and a half winners, right? So a uh, good week there. Let's get to uh, some games I like this week. I know this is a, more of a DFS show, but some of you like the betting, and I am what a full eleven units above five hundred this year. So very good. This I I I, I don't want to jinx myself, but I am chasing my best year uh, ever so far, especially with the uh, with the money line bets I've been hitting. Uh, okay, some ones I like the this week. Uh, give me Minnesota. I, I just I, I always like Minnesota at home. I like them uh, playing good defense, controlling the ball, and you know they're playing Rutgers. I mean I know Minnesota's not the best, but Rutgers, right? You don't even know what state that's in. It's in New Jersey, new guy. Read a map. All right, so give me Minnesota. I think they'll cover that. Um, I Georgia's been pretty disappointing this year. I mean, I mean they're undefeated, they're the number one team in the country, but like they're just not as dominant as they've been in other weeks. But man, I think Florida is about. You know, like they're about a play away from just like disintegrating. Uh, like this season can fall apart real quick. Georgia is due for a good game. I think they put it together. They're highly motivated. The world's largest cocktail party. Give me Georgia. Oregon, I'm going to bet Cal just because I think Oregon's in a terrible spot. Everybody's being like, Oregon's the best team in the country because, you know, they whooped that ass last week. They look good. They've got momentum. They got the crazy uniforms. And so this is just one I'm just going to bet the spot here. This just reeks of letdown city. Oregon goes on the road after a big win last week. Everybody telling them how great they are. They're playing loser Cal Bears. Um, so give me Cal. There you go. That's it. That's just called playing a spot. That's all that is. 
This is the last one I added. I'm not sure. This is probably the one I like the least, and it's it's I and it's just weird for me to believe in Illinois. <laughs> I believe in the fighting Illini. What is life? What is life? Um, but I'm going to bet them. And it's more a bet that I think they may be a real football team that knows how to play defense and run the football, which is a good combination when you're playing some losers like Nebraska. And much like Florida, I feel like Nebraska is just uh, – they're falling apart. They're, they're about to just fall apart. And it's like the wheels are about to come off. Uh, and if you lose at home to Illinois, you get down a little bit. I don't think they have enough character to bounce back. That's my assessment of the situation. And then lastly, who do we always bet against? We always bet against Texas A&M because they fucking suck. And uh, the, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe A&M gets it together and they show a little backbone like they did against Alabama, which, by the way, they still lost. But uh, I really like Ole Miss here. I, I, just, I, just, I bet against A&M every week. And if you haven't been able to tell this year, it's been very good for the big guy. And I used to always bet against LSU until last week when I changed that. I loved LSU last week. Um, so there you go. That's the five games. Currently on a four-week uh, winning streak, uh, three of those weeks smashed it. So very happy about that. Let's get to DFS. I know that's why most of you are here. Hey, man, contest selection is the first place you were blowing money. Look at me. Look, look me in the eyes. Quit playing in dumb dick contest. If you don't know, this is a dumb dick contest right here. Look, this is the, the big $20 tomorrow, right? First of all, you need to be putting a lot of lineups in that to really have a shot, right? Second of all, you have to hit the absolute nuts. And in college football, it's very hard to hit the absolute nuts. And then last of all, you have to invest $500 to $1,000 just to get a reasonable amount of lineups in this tournament, 25 to 50 lineups, right? And then you've got guys that are max entering 150 who are very, very sharp. You don't want to be playing against those guys. 25% of all the money goes to first. Look at 10th place, 750. That's only 167th. Fuck that tournament. Don't play in it, Bob. Don't do it. You know what? Swallow your pride and just go for small wins. This $4.20 max is the nuts. $25,000 prize pool, 10% to first, 10% of that to 10th. That's what you want to see. If $4 doesn't do it for you, okay, I mean, there's the there's the $150 three max. I mean, yes, it's only a $13,000 prize pool, but $2,500, bucks, you would be pumped with that. And then uh, look at that, 27 of the 100 places get paid. So, I mean, like that's, a, that's just such a better structured tournament. The $5 single entry. The $12 single entry, the $6, these are all such better tournaments. Go check them out and get away from always trying to chase the $50,000 because let me tell you something, you ain't going to hit it. And you, you, you know what you're going to do is you're going to burn through all your money trying to do that. But more importantly, man, I'm telling you, this is where it is at at college football. Please listen to me on this. Go play double ups, head to heads. 50-50s, okay? That's basically what we call cash game, new guy, all right? Those other ones, those are called GPPs. Those are tournaments, but cash game is where it's at. Um, you need to be playing in these because if you just go construct a good lineup and pick the right positions and the right games to attack, you're going to get there more than 55% of the time. And that's really all you got to do to be a very profitable player in cash. Uh, currently, I am up to 14 of 18 this season. I posted every week on Twitter and on my Discord. Been very honest. Here is last uh, Saturday's. You can see I got off to a slow start. Trey Tucker in a smash position with, uh, the, with their wide receiver one out in a high uh, total game. The wide receiver number one, he got 1.9 points. Did we panic? No, just went and made some. Uh, just went and made some late swaps. Got Morton in at quarterback. Switched to Texas Tech's wide receivers once the news that uh, Price was out, and still literally hit 100% of my double ups. Um, that's what you did. Even last night, I've started. We, we, we've even over on my Discord, we've started doing the smaller slates. Just absolutely smashed last night. Even with Cam rising mysteriously not playing good news is no one knew about that you can see it was literally 100 percent owned in the double ups just easy cash um so i'm telling you that's where it's at that's where you need to be playing uh need to be on it uh checking it out um 
It's, it's where it's at. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's where it's at. Hey, new guy, if you've been here this long, please do me a favor. Go like and sub. Look at that. We're up to, uh, actually, it's higher than that. I think I'm up to like 17.4 now. I'm, I'm pushing hard to 1,800. Help the big guy get there. I'm doing a big giveaway at 5,000. That's between Twitter and YouTube, which is like less than 100 away. All right, let's get to this. I call this the Rosetta Stone, which, by the way, there's this Rosetta Stone. This is the one I give to my Discord where I color it up based on ownership. If they're a cash play high upside, this is the one from last week I gave them. I said, whatever you do, you get in there and you go play Michael Mayer. You got to play him in cash. He's got to be there. Uh, you got to play Charbonnet. And I basically, if you don't have a time to be a sweaty bastard like me and break this stuff down all week because I just get to sit at a computer and be like, oh, let me look at some stats. You know, you have like uh, a job and a life and a family. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I really am. Um, and this is just a great way to kind of take hours and hours of research that would take you and just make it easier. If you're interested in that, it's, it's, uh, it's in the Patreon connected in the Discord. But for this one, we're just going to go over the DraftKings games, uh, and we're just going to go, oh, and you don't get it color-coded. I did put all the targets and everything in here for you, but no FanDuel games. I only had that, and no color-coding. That's only for the Discord, you mother father. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Games. This first one, Arkansas-Auburn. Arkansas has been, like, sneaky good at offense this year and sneaky not good at defense, right? We Last year, we kind of saw Arkansas kind of be, like, tough, grind it out, um, uh, play some good defense, but this year they've been they've been like kind of shootouty, right? That last game that we saw them uh, was against BYU, a shootout city. So in this game, this is a very very good game to attack. I mean, a nice high total. Both teams are right up around thirty. A competitive environment. Auburn has actually showed a pulse on offense, and their defense sucks. KJ Jefferson is tremendously underpriced. Raheem Sanders is still a workhorse, getting over twenty two touches a game, and they basically only throw the ball to Hazelwood and Landers. Landers almost won me a GPP two weeks ago. So this is a very stackable game. I think you could run it back. Uh, uh, all kinds of Auburn choices to run it back. They're not as consolidated as Arkansas, but this is a game that if you're playing GPPs, you need to look at probably running two from one side, two from the other side, and hoping this game shoots out and you have the right pieces. OU ISU. I mean, normally I think everybody loves to play OU and GPPs because you know they they had 700 yards of offense against Kansas, and if you don't know, that equals a lot of DFS points. And they don't play any defense. But I will tell you, ISU has a good defense. They play slow, and their quarterback sucks. So I actually think this game doesn't shoot out. I, I don't think this will be the shootout game that you're wanting it to be. Uh, Eric Gray is very viable as he has been getting more and more touches, and is uh, is the OU's offensive line is actually starting to block. He is kind of a emerging as the best running back. Um, they've also kind of kicked Marcus Major, seems to have fallen out of the rotation. Javante Barnes, the freshman, is getting way more run. Marvin Mims is finally getting down to a reasonable salary of 7.5. His targets keep going up every game. Um, I would love Marvin Mims at 7,500 if it wasn't against Iowa State. Uh, for Iowa State, Deckers is a terrible quarterback. Uh, what is it? Brock, the running back, seems to be getting uh, into a, a real timeshare with Deion Silas the, to the point you can't even really consider him. To me, if I'm playing anybody from ISU, you just play Xavier Hutchinson, 14 targets a game. You can't, you can't go wrong, especially against this Oklahoma secondary that sometimes just, you know, fucking forgets to guard people. Boomer sooner, brother. All right. TCU, West Virginia, a very appealing game. Uh, huge total, nearly a 70-point total. Um, 69, I believe. Nice. Uh, TCU's offense has been incredible. Max Duggan has turned into a badass uh, quarterback. He slings it around. He runs. He freaking runs like Forrest Gump. My God, man. Um, Kendra Miller, a very viable option at running back, but I think at 6,300, there's better options. The problem with Miller is they, they do kind of split the work a little bit there in TCU. He's not a true bell cow. He usually gets it done through efficiency. And then TCU, their wide receivers are a little flaky, but 
you know, uh, Quentin Johnson just has, he has like 340 burgers in him this year. So maybe this is the week he gets one. West Virginia with a nice total at home against TCU, who has been giving up points this year. Uh, it's tough to play West Virginia because you don't know who the hell they're going to pass it to. I think your best bet is uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, but like 6,700 is a pretty steep price tag. But, you know, you could run him and Prather if you want to run it back against TCU. I think that's viable. This has shootout vibes to it. And if you don't know, in a GPP, not a cash lineup, you mother father, in a GPP, you want to get these shootout games and you want to have players stacked on both sides of it. Georgia Tech, Florida State. Just, I mean, this is this is this is DFS. We're just trying to get the most fantasy points. Stay the hell away from this game. Really, the only people you should probably be considering here is if you want to get contrarian and play some weird like Travis Wilson stack. But the running backs split the carries. Yes, they have a thirty-five point team total, but it's not a competitive environment. They're twenty-four point favorites. I put a couple Georgia Tech players on here. If you really want to have a run back against Florida State, uh, Hall and McCollum are the only two to consider. But you know what? Let me do you a favor. Don't fucking play them. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome, brother. All right, game five, uh, Notre Dame, Syracuse, uh, two sloggy teams, two teams that like to play defense and run the ball. Sean Tucker is, is definitely a usage monster. You've got to love him for Syracuse, but $7,000 is a pretty hefty price tag going against Notre Dame, who probably has better players than Syracuse. And so Sean Tucker, you know, I, that's just a kind of a I, – I, I worry about his uh, ceiling, and everybody always worries about, uh, I, oh, well, Sean Tucker has a good floor because of his touches. I agree. He probably, worst-case scenario, unless he gets injured, heaven forbid, uh, probably has like a 13 to 15 point floor tomorrow. However, I don't think there's any chance he gets 35. And in college football, if you're trying to win GPPs, you need running backs with 35 point ceilings. I don't think he has it. Notre Dame, uh, Drew Pine, God, he sucks. But man, 5,400 for a starting quarterback is a pretty fair price. They're still doing the running back by committee there at Notre Dame, so it's hard to get excited about any of them. But Diggs at 3,900 getting 13 touches isn't bad. And I think the best play for Notre Dame is Michael Mayer. They just throw it to him every play, and he's really good. Um, I wouldn't play Schrader, but I put him on here just in case you want to play some weird game stack. But this is not a game you want to stack. This one is really interesting. Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State has a dominant offense. I mean, it's probably the best offense in the country, right? And their prices are actually pretty fairly priced, right? Abuka is still underpriced. I don't know why they won't price him up over on DK. He's been unbelievable. He's getting eight targets a game. Um, they're really slow bringing uh, Smith and the Jigba back. Uh, looks like he's going to play, but it'll probably be limited again. Um, the running backs are tricky because they're splitting it, and CJ Stroud's just a badass. Problem with Ohio State is they're always pulling their guys in the third quarter because they're up by so much. So if you think that this is a game where Penn State can actually push Ohio State and Ohio State's going to get up to 42, 49 points, but more than just the total points they score, they're going to be constantly chunking the ball late into the third quarter and into the fourth quarter where C.J. Stroud is still at chasing points. Well, this is your shootout game of the week right here, right? Because Ohio State probably, no, definitely has the best offense on this slate. So if you can get access to a C.J. Stroud, Abuka, Fleming uh, stack, well, that's a great stack, especially if you can figure out that Penn State's going to push him, and then you have the right run back, right? Is Singleton going to bust two long touchdown runs and keep Penn State in this? Whatever it is, right? This is a really good game to stack if you think Penn State can push them. If you think Penn State's going to get that ass whooped and the score is going to be 42-7, to I don't like Ohio State that much. They're scoring 42 points. Well, 42 points isn't that much for those price tags with all those mouths that Ohio State has to feed, but most importantly, when they're shutting it down in the third quarter because they're so far fucking ahead. That's why I don't want to play them. I only want to play it if I think Penn State can push him. 
Rutgers and Minnesota, my God, don't play anybody from Rutgers. Don't do it. The only one you should consider is Samuel Brown because he's just so cheap, but just don't play him. They have a 13-point team total. Don't do it, dude. Um, Minnesota. This is this is. Uh, they finally have Ibrahim down to a very reasonable price. Um, they're at home. They're in a good game script. They probably are a superior football team to Rutgers. Uh, Seventy three hundred is too cheap for him. I would not go uh, stacking their quarterback. But if you really think Minnesota wants to pass it around for some reason, go ahead. Uh, but I think Ibrahim is the play there. Georgia, Florida. I think as I already told you with the betting, I think Georgia's just gonna like fucking dunk on Florida this week. Um, uh, you know, Richardson at 6,000 is very affordable. He does, he can get it done by himself. He gets it done with his legs. He can pass. Problem is Georgia just has superior players. They have a better defense. So I, I'm only playing Richardson with one of his receivers in some type of crazy stack where Florida actually pushes Georgia. And if you're doing that, you better be running it back with a Georgia guy. You know, McIntosh is probably the best running back uh, or definitely the best running back option there. Benson, uh, Stetson Bennett is a fair price based on his upside but that's all dependent on florida pushing georgia do you really think that's going to happen i don't i don't i don't all right oregon cal people are going to be stacking the shit out of oregon ninety four hundred dollars for bo nix um i mean the guy just gets it done every week he's incredible he's running the ball he's passing the ball they have an efficient offense um problem you got to worry about is can cal push them and does oregon have a letdown and then the worst part about oregon is if you do want to play bo nix who the fuck do you stack him with? If you know the answer to that, you send me a DM because here's what they do. They put 57 wide receivers on the field and they just throw it to throw it to them all equally. And they're all decently priced. I mean, freaking Franklin's 6,800 and he gets 5.6 targets a game. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that. So it makes Oregon very tough to stack, even though they have the nice high 38 point team total. If you are going to play a Bo Nick stack, I think you got to run it back with a Cal guy. Who do you want that to be? I think Sturdivant is probably the best choice. Um, if 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 Cal can push it, get some points. You know he has a big game. Maybe that causes Oregon to consistently push it, and Bo Nix goes off. Um, I would not just do an Oregon stack without running it back with a Cal because if Cal can't push him, Bo Nix ain't going to get there, brother. You know how I feel about my Cowboys. I'm always playing Spencer Sanders uh, and. Um, and uh, my uh, cash lineups because the guy is just an animal. Uh, Dominic Richardson really priced down. Uh, his, we have seen his workload kind of go down the last couple weeks. Problem with Spencer Sanders is he's priced up. He's a little banged up. Kansas State has a pretty solid defense. Um, and once again, Oklahoma State passes to 400 receivers. They never just give all their usage to one guy. Like everybody has six targets. Just go look at everybody on their roster. They average six targets a game. You get six. You get six. You get six. Nobody gets more. Nobody gets less. Uh, Kansas State's very appealing. Uh, they're at home. Twenty-nine point total is pretty high. Deuce Vaughn is their uh, their 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 freaking big cow cow bell cow bell cow. That's the word I'm after. And uh, you know, twenty-one touches a game at seven thousand at home and their favorite. That's very appealing. I never want to trust the K State passing game because Adrian Martinez still struggles to complete forward passes. But man, that mofo can run. Uh, but if you do want a weird K State stack, I think Brooks and Knowles are the ones to consider. This is probably my favorite game that will shoot out that nobody's really going to consider. Uh, Wake and Louisiana. Malik Cunningham can move the ball. Sam Hartman can move the ball. Wake has been good at offense all year and has been a little susceptible on defense. Uh, Malik Cunningham, if you don't know, he's one of those guys who gets you like 12 points or he gets you 38. There's like no in-between with this mother father. So this one has shootout potential. Trying to pick uh, the the correct wide receivers to pair with these guys is not the easiest option. Um, but I don't see how this game doesn't get just 
the, the I, I, I would bet that both of these teams get into the 30s. I mean, hell, the implied total is already showing that. So this just seems like a really good one to stack. But good luck trying to pick Hartman. I think your best bet is Perry and then Banks and then Green. But you never know. They rotate a lot of wide receivers there. They got Morin. They've got uh, – hell, who was – I can't remember the other one. they got so many receivers, I can't even remember their names. And then there's always a chance that one of the running backs just comes in and pilfers all the touchdowns. That happens with Wake a lot. They love to run the ball inside the five-yard line. Same thing with Louisville. Malik Cunningham is a smash play in GPPs, but you got to pair him up with the right one. I think that Hudson is probably the best one, but, man, 7300 when you're already paying 8000 uh, $8, at quarterback, that gets tough. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're going to need to run Cooley as a, as a, just a stone minimum guy in that stack to make it work. Right. But this is a really good game to attack, brother. <sighs> Illinois, Nebraska, Nebraska's defense sucks. Their, uh, offensive usage is very focused, right? Grant gets most of the carries Palmer and Washington get almost all the catches, but man, when you only got a 21 point team total, Illinois runs the ball. They play solid defense. Um, you got to wonder, like, what's their upside this week? Uh, I think they're viable plays if you think Nebraska maybe uh, can bust through this Illinois defense, but I haven't seen much from Nebraska. Shit, OU held them to 14 points, and OU's defense fucking sucks. So um, I, for Illinois, it's just the Chase Brown show, man. Chase Brown, Isaiah Williams, that they get all their usage. They have a 29-point team total. It's very hard to not play Chase Brown and Isaiah Williams against this Nebraska defense. I feel like they're going to run wild. I mean, Chase Brown, we're talking – 30 touches a game, and he's good. It's not like he just gets 30 touches a game and he just runs two yards and falls over. He has home run ability, and he gets 30 touches a game. Tough to tough to not nom, 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 eat up some uh, Chase Brown. Uh, lastly, Cincinnati, UCF. Um, this one, I feel like people are going to want to play because everybody always thinks of UCF as like the big shootout kings, but their offense has not been near as efficient this year. Uh, and their guys are all priced up. O'Keefe and Baker, both above uh, 6,400, 7,100, not cheap. Uh, Plumlee at 8,700, not cheap. They're not, they haven't been efficient. Don't love it. Cincinnati, Trey Tucker, you got to play him, right? No, he, don't, he about screwed me last week. Fortunately, fortunately for late swap, we still got there, brother. But uh, this game, this one, I feel like people will see these two team names, these team totals, and they think, oh, shootout. Uh, this is a game I'm okay staying away from. If I had to play anybody, I'd probably play McClellan, actually. If you want to go get a part of this game, go sneak in there and play McClellan and just hope Cincinnati's able to run the ball on UCF. Um you know, uh, that, that's what I would do. All right. That, that's it. So that's a breakdown. By the way, you can see the FanDuel games. I'm going to go add those later uh, over on my Rosetta Stone. I do it all for them with the ownership, with the cash plays. Who's high upside? Uh, what are the sneaky games? What are the games to target? Uh, all Everything. What, who's our injury watches? We go over all of it. Quite the community over there. It's connected through my Discord. Uh, the Discord is connected through the Patreon. Uh, huge community over there. Great people. Uh, live chat. So many smart people. Love it over there. Come check it out if you want. It's in the description and by the way go follow me on twitter i'm the degenerate 75 you've been watching this long you probably like the cut of my jib almost the 5,000 combined follows go give me one and do me a favor the youtube algorithm hates me so if you like the cut of my jib go tell a friend about this show for me brother and remember if you ever have questions you can reach out to me on twitter i keep my dms open i don't take myself as serious as a lot of people in this industry where oh, i'm too busy i can't respond if you reach out to me i will do my best to get back to you in a timely manner with a thoughtful response because uh you know what I'm not a dumbass that takes myself too serious. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. This has been First and Tim with DGen. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope to see you again next week. But most of all, I hope you kick some ass tomorrow, you mother father. 